Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where we make your fantasy football dreams a reality. It is the corniest tagline of all podcasting, but like I always say, we're already here, so fuck it. Today's episode, we are moving away from the NFC. We've done all of our NFC episodes now. If you haven't seen them, check those out. We're now moving on to the AFC Divisional Previews, and this week we have the AFC East, which I'm very excited about because my favorite team, is in this division. We're going to save it for last because I'm very excited for that segment. But there is still a lot of other good players and a lot of good teams, even on the team that isn't my favorite. I'm going to be unbiased, by the way, in my takes. So just know that right off the bat. I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible, despite what you may think about some of my takes. I swear to you, I'm trying to uh, trying to help everybody out there and not spread uh, propaganda in the regular playoffs or anything. So, with that disclaimer out of the way, we can go ahead and get started with the first team in the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins have Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback. Nailed that pronunciation, by the way. I study. Uh, (laughs) Tua currently being drafted as the QB 22. Only played 10 games last year. And in the 10 games that he started, really didn't show much. He was okay as a game manager. Nothing crazy. But he's not going to throw for a lot of yards. He probably will get better because, as we're going to go over later, he got a lot of new weapons. But the offensive line is still pretty shaky. And Tua still has to come back from that injury. I mean, we're still not sure how that hip is going to affect him. We don't know if he's going to be able to run as much as he would like from your starting fantasy quarterback. So I'm still not sold on Tua completely for both drafting him in fantasy and for the rest of these weapons which we'll talk about in a second. But let's go to the running back position with Miles Gaskin at RB22 currently being drafted. He played 10 games last year. He was hurt for a chunk of those games. Did come in at RB28 despite missing 10 games. So I like where he's being drafted right now. The offensive line isn't really there, but I like how they built their team. They seem to be a defense-oriented team that's going to try to run the ball even with all the weapons they have, I think Miles Gaskin is going to have more scoring opportunities than usual. So I think Miles Gaskin's got a uh, a guy that I really like for value. I think RB22 is closer to his floor than his ceiling, I would say. I think it's tough to say that he has like a top 10 running back ceiling if we're being honest, but I think he can come in at, you know, RB15ish if he, you know, if he plays every game. And, you know, gets lucky with some touchdowns, which are certainly possible. So I think I'd go with Miles Gaskin, RB22, being solid value. Um, And then you look at the other running backs in the room. You got Salvin Ahmed as the backup, currently being drafted RB66. Was the RB65 last year. So, you know, it's kind of just handcuffed. They also picked up Malcolm Brown in free agency. Just kind of a whatever guy. You know, if there's injuries, you can pick them up on waiver wire. But I don't know if Ahmed or Malcolm Brown are guys that you're really going to be looking to draft 
especially with some younger guys that are going off the board in their range, which we will get to later. There's a lot of good value at the running back position in this division, but neither of these guys really excite me. Um, and you can say the same, honestly, for all three of the wide receivers on this team. Like we talked about, two is not going to throw for a lot of yards, not a very high passing volume offense. So Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Parker are all looking kind of iffy for me. Fuller is currently being drafted a wide receiver 38, Jalen Waddle at wide receiver 46, and Devontae Parker, a wide receiver 48, respectfully, right? Or respectively, I should say. Two very similar words. Um, Will Fuller only played 11 games last year due to a suspension. He was the wide receiver 32. He did excel, but he's getting a big downgrade at quarterback from Deshaun Watson to Tua Tungavailoa. And he's suspended for game one, don't forget, due to that, I think it was what, a PED suspension, uh, six games, only did five last season. So he's still after week one. And he already has the injury concerns. Will Fuller, the guy I'm fading in every league. Uh, Jalen Waddle, you know, I like him a lot as a prospect. I actually had him ranked as my number one receiver in the draft class this year. But just the situation of where he landed, I don't love, at least for this year in fantasy. Wide receiver 46 is a little too high for me. And like I said, a low passing volume quarterback with Tua and then all these other weapons that are taking away targets. I just don't see it happening. Waddle's a guy I think that's going to be better in real life than he is in fantasy, kind of similar to what Jerry Judy was last season for the Denver Broncos. Uh, then Devontae Parker, currently being drafted a wide receiver 48, was wide receiver 40 last year. I think that's actually a fair-ish ranking. If there's anyone that's probably going to get the touchdowns, it's going to be Devontae Parker, solid red zone threat, you know, the jump ball guy. He has that connection. He's the only wide receiver that actually played with Tua last season out of these three. So, I mean, Devontae Parker is an okay pick, I guess, but doesn't really excite me. He's probably not going to be on too many of my teams either, to be honest. Uh, then you got Mike Isicki, a tight end currently being drafted as the 10th tight end off the board, was tight end seven. I mean, I guess there's guys behind him that I like a little more. I like my Tyler Higby pick, as we've discussed in the NFC West episode. So tight end 10. I don't love. There's other guys, but if he's the only option on the board, sure, I guess, whatever. Take him if you want. Fine. Um, let's go to the Buffalo Bills now, which is a team that really excites me. I like a lot of these guys, right? Josh Allen, at quarterback, was the QB2. Or Sorry, he's being drafted at QB2 right now. Was the overall QB1 in leagues where he uh, six touchdowns or six points for a touchdown, I should say. But uh, Josh Allen, you really can't go wrong with him. His weapons are outstanding. He runs the ball. He's got everything you could possibly want out of a fantasy quarterback. I don't love drafting quarterbacks high, but Josh Allen, if you are going to draft a QB high, is a good pick. Josh Allen should excel this year in fantasy. And uh, I mean, like, QB high, don't love it. But... Josh Allen, if you want to go with that strategy, and I've been doing mocks with that a little bit more, where I go a little less on the running backs, a little heavier on receiver, taking tight end a little earlier, taking quarterback a little earlier, just trying out some of these strategies. And I'm not mad at it. So I might try out a couple leagues having a guy like Josh Allen on my team. So that'll be exciting. And uh, if you do have Josh Allen, you're going to have to build up the rest of your team to make sure that those holes at running back aren't too severe to where it doesn't hurt your team all that much. Um, but Josh Allen is a fantastic pick at the quarterback position, right? Um, as far as the running backs go, 
You got Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. They're just so average. I mean, like, Zach Moss was RB45. Singletary was RB31. I was excited about Moss last year. I really liked his tape coming out of college. I liked his opportunity. I didn't think Singletary was going to be that much of an issue. But it was. I mean, Moss wasn't healthy the entire season. But he just couldn't take over that role. He was wildly unimpressive, very average, very mid, some would say. So Moss and Singletary don't excite me. Moss is, by the way, currently being drafted RB39, while Singletary's at RB41. If there is one to take, I think I'd go Moss just because he's younger, and I still like that tape. So I think there is some upside, but just the volume isn't there. With how much Josh Allen runs, I don't love it just because he's going to be taking a lot of those red zone scoring opportunities away from them. Not a huge fan of either of these running backs. Um, But the wide receiver position on this team is where things get very exciting. Stefan Diggs was the wide receiver three last year, currently being drafted a receiver three. You cannot go wrong with Stefan Diggs. He had a breakout year. We knew he was really good and very underrated. But his first year with Josh Allen couldn't have went better. Stephon Diggs was outstanding, so consistent, by the way, which honestly, I didn't know if I was expecting. I don't think anybody expected Josh Allen to be as good as he was, but I didn't expect Stephon Diggs to have that consistency, right? So he's a guy that you really can't go wrong with, if I'm being honest. Diggs is just a home run pick, man. Diggs is outstanding. And in Dynasty Leagues, I mean, I was uh, I was debating somebody on Twitter about this earlier today. Um, Stephon Diggs versus Calvin Ridley was a, a topic that was brought up for Dynasty Leagues. I'm not a huge Dynasty guy. This is more redraft. But I even like Diggs over Calvin Ridley in Dynasty, if that says anything about how high I am on Stefan Diggs both this season and in the future. So just a little Dynasty gem for you, for any of those out there that do play more in Dynasty Leagues. Um, as far as the other receivers, you got Cole Beasley. He's a fucking idiot, but he's pretty solid at football. Uh, he's wide receiver 52 was the wide receiver 27, very consistent. The only reason he dropped so far is because they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis is coming into his second year. By the way, Davis is currently at 62, and Sanders is being drafted at 66. So they might all cancel each other out in terms of targets. It's going to be more of a benefit to Josh Allen than it is themselves as far as their production. So Beasley, Beasley was very good, very underrated last year. But he probably will have a drop-off. But even still, wide receiver 52 seems pretty close to what his floor is. I think I'd probably rank him more in the, you know, early 40s, late 30s range, to be honest. Cole Beasley is a guy that I really don't hate in drafts. So I'm not sure why he's being taken so low with just how good he is, how reliable he is. I like consistency. We say it time and time again. Cole Beasley is the definition of consistency, if you really think about it, right? Uh, and then at tight end, you have Dawson Knox, whatever. He's tight end 38. Who fucking cares? It's Dawson Knox. If you have him in Dynasty, cool, I guess. Hopefully he gets better. This is what his third season that he's going into. So he could, I guess, have the breakout. I just don't see it. He'd have to get pretty lucky for touchdowns in order to be, uh, you know, really looked at at all as a fantasy option. What I did find out on Fantasy Pros while I was looking at these uh, average draft positions is that Dawson Knox is being taken below Tim Tebow in drafts. Why the fuck? Or, okay, listen. I don't like Dawson Knox. Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow has not played since, what, 2014, 2015? And he was a quarterback. He wasn't even a tight end. He's switching positions 
switching positions, switching teams, switching schemes, and is being drafted higher than Dawson Knox. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Um, for going for a casual fan tip of the day, you know, we, we covered what rushing quarterbacks were last week for more of first time fantasy fans. Um, so the casual tip of the day, uh, don't take Tim Tebow. I know I haven't gone to the Jaguars yet, and this is kind of off topic, but I just I have to get the hatred out of my heart. Uh, don't take him. He's bad. He's bad at football, especially tight end. Don't take him. He wasn't even good at quarterback in the NFL. Now he's at tight end. Don't do it. That's dumb. Anyways, let's go to the Jets, right? They've got Zach Wilson at quarterback, QB 28. I don't know why. That, that just feels low, to be honest. Zach Wilson... He's probably the the one rookie quarterback besides Trevor Lawrence that you can guarantee starts week one. And he's got better weapons, a young offensive line, a good defense, a coach I really believe in, a Robert Sala. I like him a lot, man. Zach Wilson at QB 28 feels like a steal. He's not going to run as much, but QB 28 is really his floor to me. Am I going to be surprised if he finishes the you know, top 16, top 15, maybe even somehow sneaks into the top 12 if he really reaches his ceiling? No, I could see that for sure. So Zach Wilson is a fantastic pick to me. Um, at running backs, you got Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman as the two main guys. Michael Carter coming into this team as a rookie, currently being drafted at RB31. He's a guy that has a smaller build, not really going to be a workhorse back. But neither is Tevin Coleman. He's a guy that's injury prone. He only played eight games last year. So they're really not going to be, you know, these 20, 25 touch a game guys, to be honest. Michael Carter, though, out of everyone, is the favorite to get opportunities. And then whenever, whenever you're that late at running back, you just take what you can get. You take the upside. Michael Carter is upside just because he's a rookie. And this, I mean, like I said, they're they're trying to build the old line. They're trying to build the defense. I think they want to make it easier on Zach Wilson this year, and that means running the ball. You know, Michael Carter's a guy that you know could get some targets out of the backfield. I mean, Tevin Coleman will get some too, but I don't know. Michael Carter's not a guy I love, but if you're desperate for a running back, I'll take him in that range, I guess. Um, Corey Davis, by the way, number one wide receiver coming in from free agency from the Tennessee Titans. Was wide receiver 30, is currently being drafted wide receiver 50. I was so surprised to see this. Corey Davis is a steal right now. As the number one receiver on a Zach Wilson team, I really believe in Corey Davis this year. Is he going to finish higher than wide receiver 30? I don't know. Is he going to finish higher than wide receiver 50? Absolutely. Yes, he will. Corey Davis is a steal there. and He's one of many wide receivers that are just being drafted criminally late. I don't get it. He's outstanding. Uh, these next few receivers on the Jets, there's some things that have to shake out in the offseason in order for me to really evaluate them, right? Because it's Elijah Moore, the rookie they drafted, Jameson Crowder, and Denzel Mims, right? Elijah Moore and Jameson Crowder play similar roles of that slot receiver, right? Whoever comes out and wins this job is going to start at slot receiver, and we know how valuable the slot is in fantasy. If Jameson Crowder does get cut, which I don't think is going to happen anymore. I believe he took a pay cut. Let me look this up. I probably should have looked this up before the show started. But, I mean, I'm not exactly the most professional with my research. I kind of forgot that he was going to take a pay cut. But I believe he did. I believe he did take a pay cut. So Crowder is probably going to stay on the team. But he is an older guy. Elijah Moore could still take that role. We've heard nothing but amazing reports from Elijah Moore out of camp. 
he seemed like an outstanding prospect. I like him a lot at wide receiver. He was one of my favorite wide receiver prospects coming out of the draft this year. I believe in him a lot. And if there's a sleeper rookie receiver to really make noise in fantasy this year, it's a lot more for me. I like him a lot, man. He's great. Uh, and then Denzel Mims is currently being taken a wide receiver 74. I mean, he didn't show a lot. He only played nine games last year, and the situation was shitty, I know. But I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of moving pieces on this team. It's kind of getting crowded in. Mims, Mims seems like the odd man out, to be honest. I don't love Mims this season. He's got to show me a little more, has to show me a little more on the field for me to really believe in him as a prospect. Uh, and then Chris Herndon, tight end 34. It's not that good at football, if I'm being honest. Chris Herndon, not that guy. He is not that guy. Um, but now we get to the segment that I'm very excited about. The New England Patriots. If you don't already know, the New England Patriots are my team, my favorite team, America's team. Fuck you, Dallas Cowboys. It's America's team, all right? <laughs> I'm very excited. I got a lot of guys to talk about here. And listen, again, unbiased takes. Nothing but unbiased takes here. Uh, at quarterback, this is one of the few teams in the league where we don't know what the quarterback situation really is, right? Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Cam was QB 16 last year, despite being kind of ass. Um, currently being taken at QB 27. And then Mac, a.k.a. McCorkle Jones. Yes, that's his middle name, if you didn't know. Is QB 33, coming out of Alabama. Uh, I don't love either for fantasy, but if you're going to take one, it's Cam just because he can run. But if you're looking at the weapons on this team, I think Mac Jones is better. And he's also better for the running backs. So I'll get into that in a second. Um, but neither, I think, is a guy that I love to start or to draft necessarily. It's, I mean, whoever starts is more so going to impact the rest of the skill position guys on the Patriots for fantasy rather than deciding which one you're going to pick up and start week to week, you know. Whoever starts in this team is more of a streaming guy. I'm not super thrilled about either this year, to be honest. Um, but let's go to our uh, our player of the day, really. This isn't an official segment. I just made it up just so I can talk about Damian Harris for like 15 fucking minutes. Damian Harris, man. He's so good. I love Damian Harris. He was the best running back on the team by far last year. Was the RB38 in fantasy by only playing 10 games, might I add. And I mean, his competition... He's got James White, who's a pure pass-catching specialist. He's got Sony Michelle, who's probably going to get cut in the offseason. And even if he doesn't, Damian Harris is just better. And they took Ramondre Stevenson, who's kind of the same build. But Stevenson, I mean, you know that they're going to have the running back rotation. Stevenson, the guy I actually like as well, being drafted at RB69. But Damian Harris at RB38, especially if Mac Jones starts so Cam doesn't take away those red zone opportunities, Damian Harris might be the biggest steal in fantasy football at the running back position. It's that crazy. I believe in Damian Harris that much. He's he's very good. Our O-line got better. Our defense is still our defense. I'm very excited about Damian Harris. Um, I mentioned James White briefly a minute ago. He's currently being drafted a running back 51. Was the RB 42. He's just a super safe floor play. Don't love James White, I mean, it, he's just a guy that you're going to like plug and play safe, you know, 8 to 12 PPR points. He's better in real life than fantasy in my experience because in real life football, love me some James White. 
James White is so fucking good. Um, but in fantasy, he doesn't really excite me. Um, I already covered Ramondre Stevenson. He's a steal as well. Um, the receiving core, I want to throw up looking at it, but Nelson Aguilar, God, we overpaid for Nelson Aguilar. Currently being, uh, currently being drafted, cannot talk. As wide receiver 61, was the wide receiver 34 last year, but that was in a much better passing situation with the Raiders. This is a much more run-heavy oriented team just based off of the moves that they made, the acquisitions in the offseason and in the draft. Um, so I don't love Aguilar. I don't love Jacoby Myers, a wide receiver, 82. That is very late, but I just don't know. They also got Kendrick Bourne, who's being taken a wide receiver, 95. It's just kind of a clusterfuck, if you will, um, at the receiver position. I don't love it. Um, and then at the tight end position, though, yeah, Hunter Henry at tight end 14, and Johnny Smith at tight end 15. This is the weirdest tight end position for fantasy I've seen because I wasn't playing fantasy football whenever the Patriots had Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski at tight end. So this is super odd that there are two tight ends on the same team that are back-to-back. This doesn't really happen. But if I have to choose one, I'm picking Johnny Smith. I think Johnny is the overall better yeah, I mean, he's more athletic. He's a better pass catcher. I think Hunter Henry is going to be more of the blocking guy. They can both block, but I would expect Hunter Henry to be in a little more about those running plays, to be honest. So uh, Johnny Smith is the guy I would take a little bit earlier than Hunter Henry, although I guess I'm not too mad at either of them. Um. And yeah, I think that is the episode. I couldn't find the uh, AFC East fans because everybody hates the Patriots and it is what it is. But uh, I think next week we're going to do the AFC North. I think the AFC North is going to be next week's episode. So um, if you have any questions on the AFC North, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at KylerQPPN. Uh, Q's and P's in the end are all uppercase, just so you know. Um, hit me up on there. Uh, ask any fantasy questions, you know, hot takes. I'll read them all in the air. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate everybody in the chat of Green Room. I record these live, by the way, on Spotify Green Room. So if you want to show up to that as well, check it out. You can check out the website of Question Point Podcast Network. And uh, I, yeah, I'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.